0: hello guys welcome to the podcast thank you so much for being here thank you so much for being in this space so i will not make this introduction too long i just want you guys know to please be leaving your reviews in my apple and my spotify you guys are getting greater at it each and every single day thank you so 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 much let's keep up the consistency apple or spotify leave your reviews also thank you for all of your kind messages i see them all on my instagram even my email. Thank you so, so much. I am so glad to be building a community in which we all can just thrive and heal and and just be... Great. And I'm so excited to see where this takes me and where this takes us as a community. I love you guys so, so, so deeply. And I hope and I pray that this episode resonates. And I really hope that my words really just cleanses your spirit and makes you feel so loved and warm as you are so deserving of those feelings. So let's drop into this episode. So I read this tweet not too long ago, and this is what inspired today's episode uh, talking about righteous anger, the weaponization of insecure, and all things surrounding the dark feminine. And I really, really love this tweet. So let me read it. I wish we would stop fetishizing forgiveness and pay a little more attention to the healing power of incandescent rage. I hope I said that word right. <laughs> righteous fury is restorative. It writes wrong. It protects the weak and the innocent. And I tell you, this tweet alone gave me so much clarity on so many things. I love this tweet so, so deeply and I want to talk about righteous anger so I kind of briefly mentioned this on my on my TikTok but mind you my TikTok is the space where I can I can you know get my ideas out there but it's not like my podcast where I can really sit down and talk and connect with you guys my TikTok is more so like a quick little video get my idea out there and then just you know leave and I did post something about this, but I had got some comments saying, no, we should forgive. Forgiveness is for you, not them. And, and no, you're just going to be bitter and you're going to have resentment. <laughs> and the truth is, righteous anger is so much more different than being bitter, right? And having resentment. Righteous anger comes from a very deeply empowered, let me burp real quick excuse me, righteous anger comes from a very deeply empowered, beautiful, and it comes from a place where you're in deep reverence for yourself. Righteous anger is, is a emotion that we all have a right to feel when we have been done wrong. Right? Right? now being bitter it comes from a place of disempowerment you're not and you're not in your fullest embodiment and you're not acting from a space where it's in deep reverence for yourself right we don't want to be bitter but being righteously angry is a very beautiful thing that we should all be able to feel and that we that it's a very valid emotion right this is very different from bitterness and I hate how people have turned this into like if you're angry you're just gonna be bitter and you should be quick to forgive and forgive those who have done you wrong and yeah like that's part of it right we should forgive those who have done this wrong and yes being bitter is not what we want to the state that we want to be in right however There's so much nuance and there's so many things that have been taken out of that whole notion. And that's what this podcast episode is going to be about, talking about that hidden aspect, that aspect that have been taken away from women. And so if you do not know about me, I was raised in a Christian household. I was raised in a household where I was taught, turn the other cheek. When someone done you wrong, you forgive them. And that's what Christianity teaches, right? God forgives those who are wrong. So we should as well. And growing up, I've always felt like something was just wrong with that statement. Like, I never liked that statement because something always just felt missing. Like, there's more to this. Like, it just cannot be forgive those who done you wrong. And no, there's more. And so it was once I came into this my womanhood journey, like, literally a few weeks ago, until so I really sat down with myself and I questioned this topic a lot because before I do any podcast episode, do understand, I, I think about this. I meditate on it and I finally got the clarity and the wisdom of righteous anger needs to be felt from those who have done wrong and forgiveness, right? A woman's forgiveness is in the power of her hands, the one that had been done wrong. She has the power. And I think the thing about forgiveness is, women are rushed into it. Women are told to neglect their feelings of anger, those darker emotions. Right, the dark feminine has been demonized. Um, those darker emotions, th- that sadness, that anger, toss that to the side. No, you can't feel that. That's demonic. So you need to be feeling forgiveness, light, and love. And that's just not all of the feminine, right? And on social media, we see that a lot. Where the only aspect of the feminine that really gets discussed is. The woman's softness, her ability to nurture, to love, and to be sentimental and tender and sensual. And this is an aspect of the feminine, right? Like this is an aspect, like this is, you know, part of the feminine. But let's not mistake that as all of the feminine. And then the dark feminine, right, is always about seduction and seducing a man, obsessing over a man. And the truth is the dark feminine, the a true dark feminine woman does not give a damn about seducing a man. Like she doesn't care. And I think a lot of people don't know the actual difference, not difference, but definition of what it means to be in your dark femininity, being empowered in it and soft femininity, right? Because that's the only aspect that gets accepted. And so women are pushed into this this um this state of being digestible i'm talk about that too in this podcast episode being a good girl and digestible because a lot of women struggle with that and so a lot of women do not allow themselves to feel darker emotions and they are and when they are very allowed to feel that they feel as if the only emotion i'm allowed to feel is light and love and forgiveness and you know and things that we're taught that is digestible for society right this patriarchal society And it wasn't until I went through a couple of my life experiences, especially with the breakup that, you know, that you guys all know from a month from months ago, until I really realized I have every single right to feel how I feel. And the feminine is not all soft. The feminine has so many different layers to her. She can be wild. She can be sensual. She can be erotic. She can be playful but she is not all soft and even on social media we see how the only aspect that gets spoken about is just her softness and so a lot of women just get confused about so what is the feminine is she soft am I supposed to just be soft and the truth is no your softness is earned your softness is a reward not everybody right (laughs) deserves my softness not you'll be surprised everybody around me and around my, like, my family not everyone experiences my softness like the way that I am with certain people I am not with that with other people because I understand that you are rewarded in my softness if you create a space and where my femininity can thrive I can be that I can be a soft nurturing loving woman but not everyone gets that aspect of me and that is a-okay Your softness is not meant to be handed out to everybody, right? Your abusive, narcissistic, manipulative, scumbag, diabolical boyfriend don't deserve your softness. No, he wouldn't get the nurturing, loving, tender version of me that requires vulnerability. And being vulnerable around certain people can get you hurt, And so will I be soft around a guy like that? No. He don't deserve my softness. He hasn't earned the right to my softness. Just like for some women who have abusive mothers or fathers or whoever, right? They probably will not get your softness. They will probably get the girl who is in survival mode, who is coming from a wounded place, who is not soft, who is more wild. They will probably get that aspect, and that's okay, right? Like They weren't rewarded your softness. They didn't do anything to get that part of you. But let's say a guy who is really nurturing, he's really divine in his masculinity. He's a really good man. He will get my softness because he had earned that. That's his reward, my softness. So I just wanted to mention that because I want to clear up you know, that that assumption that women are supposed to be soft. No, her softness is earned. And if you did not do anything to earn that softness, you will not feel that aspect of her. If you have done her wrong, you abused her, she will feel that righteous anger. And she has every right to feel that righteous anger, right? You will feel her wrath. And so people don't understand that forgiveness is in the power of the person who has been abused. We should encourage, and I'm gonna clear this up, right? We should encourage People forgiving others on their time. If somebody was done wrong, forgiveness is in their hands. We will not rush them to forgive. We will not tell them when or how they should forgive. That is up to them. When they forgive you is when they forgive you. But if they say if a woman says right in this space right now, I just cannot forgive this person. <laughs> like it's a part of me that just cannot forgive this person. I am angry. I am sad and I want to be in this space. We, she has every right to be because her righteous anger is protects her. It protects her. It protects those who are, who are vulnerable. It right's wrongs. It's a godly rage. It's a rage that comes from her womb that says, I deserve better than this. I deserve a richer experience in this and anybody who think otherwise, fuck you. I will no longer deal with this bullshit and it ends with me. Nobody around me will feel this pain that I once felt. That is what righteous anger do. It protects. It leads. It can righteously lead someone to freedom. And a woman deserves to feel that. So let's say, for example, her boyfriend cheated. Instead of telling this girl, forgive him. You don't want to be bitter about it. no. I'm not going to be bitter. I'm going to feel righteously angry. I want to feel this way. And I remember I was in this space and I was I didn't have this wisdom at the time. And I would go through situations with guys and their abusive situations. And I was always told, forgive them. And so I would forgive them. But I just knew, I, would, I don't say for, and forgive, I just forget about it and move on. And I will always, like, pray about it. Like, let me go to God and just ask and to remove, remove this anger from my heart because it's not a good thing, not a good thing to feel angry about it. So, God, please, you know, help me to forgive. And I will always sit back and wonder, like, the next day I will still be angry. Like, I, I could not forgive them. And I would sit back and wonder, why can I not forgive them? Like, why am I not in this space of forgiveness? And that's when I heard God tell me and the Spirit tell me, You have every right to feel angry about this and you will not come into a space of forgiveness until you process how you really feel. And that is my next point about how women are constantly pushed into this thing of being digestible and good girls where they reject how they truly feel they reject and abandon themselves so society can accept them right because this truth I'm explaining to you is not digestible right it's a it's heavy <laughs> and I don't want it to be digestible. I'm not trying to be digestible right now I'm giving you a truth, and so I will always wonder why like why can I just forgive them and definitely I was told. You have every right to feel angry and you don't have to be this digestible good girl. I'm going to forgive them because forgiveness is the right thing to do. And yes, it is. But you are allowed to take your time. You are allowed to truly process. You are allowed to dedicate certain rituals to your anger, to your sadness you are allowed to feel the way you want to feel and this whole thing of being a good girl where I forgive them and I love them and it's just I don't want to feel I'm loving light no no that's not how you truly feel that bastard abused you (laughs) you don't really feel light and love no you feel rage and you should feel that rage and you should have a space where you can feel that rage right like I feel mad I am angry and I remember there was a time when this guy I once talked to and actually let me just say the the last relationship months ago and he got into this thing I a car accident and I his friend had told me which which was how I knew because his friend like hey Allison do y'all still talk do y'all still you know and I had texted him, like, no, I don't talk to you, dude, at all. I have not even spoken a word to him since, you know, whatever. And he told me, oh, well, he got into a car accident. So I'm gonna be so real. The it was a part of me that really did not care. Like, it was a part of me that was kind of like it's you none know, my business. Like, I don't I don't really care. Like, I don't know, whatever. But because I was still in this conditioning of being a good girl and being digestible I was like I tested is he okay like oh my god no like is he okay like like is, is everything okay like, are you fine and the truth was my truest feelings was I don't care like He has, that has nothing to do with me. I don't, whatever he has going on in his life, that I don't really, that's not my concern. If he got into a car accident, if he's dead, if he's alive, if he's successful, if he's rich, if he's that, if he got a wife, if he got a dog, that's none of my business, right? That's the space that I was really in. But because I was trying to be digestible and acceptable, I was like, let me just text his mom and see if he's okay and the truth was behind all of that I did not care but I was trying so hard to be a good girl being digestible and the most valid thing that I could have done that moment was just to say hey well Oh, like, okay, like, you know, I hope everything's okay. And that would have be, just, just been it. But to go out my way to text his mom and to, is he okay? Like, no, that was not my truest feelings. I was just trying to be a good girl. I was trying to be digestible. But the most valid thing I could have felt in that moment was my truest feelings. Okay, they had nothing to do with me. Like, whatever he has to go in, his like, that had nothing to do with me. And it's important for women to feel that way. Like, it's okay when you... When someone done you wrong and something happens to them, you're like, hey, like, okay, that had nothing to do with me. Okay, whatever. And you go out your way. But the good girl will be like, oh, my God, no. And her true feelings is she don't care. Like, she do not care. Oh, my God, no. Like, no, no, no. What happened? And knowing good and well. That's not how she truly feels, but she wants to be accepted and she wants to be deemed as this, as this good woman, this woman who is just so, no, honor your true feelings. So going back to my whole point of feeling righteously angry and being angry about something that had happened to you, you have every right to honor that and to not sure coat that with forgiveness and with moving on, letting go. And I realized I come into deeper spaces of forgiveness when I'm, when I'm taking time to really process how I feel, when I take time to really nurture those emotions and, and feel into those emotions. I find myself not going to the space of now I'm ready to forgive them. Now I'm ready to just let go of this. Like I felt the anger. I felt the sadness. I felt the rage. Now it's time to let go. In those moments, you guys, and I felt that, the forgiveness that I would come into was so deep. It was so beautiful. It was so loving. It had so much deep reverence behind it. Because I didn't dismiss the feelings that I felt before that moment, right? Because I honored those emotions that I felt before honoring the emotion of forgiveness. Not the emotion of forgiveness, but the state of forgiveness, now I can deeply honor forgiveness. And what women need to understand is you are valid to feel and honor every single state that you're in. So if you are angry, if you are sad, if you are joyful, if you are if you are in a period of your life where you are in love with somebody and you love this person, honor those moments because if you can't honor this chapter of your life you will not be able to honor chapter two. If you can't honor chapter three, you can't fully honor chapter four. That's what I mean by take time to process your emotions. And for women who are going through a breakup or anything, you know, you probably just left abusive situation. That's, this is important for you to hear. Dedicate rituals and dedicate times and days when you just feel into that anger, it's okay to be angry and I remember like now when I was, was cutting off my my ex and I had texted him like this long paragraph not paragraph but like it was like a little cute little message and it was like I hope you get karma I don't want to ever speak to you again I don't want to talk to you again you treat me like shit and guess what when I sent it I did not feel bad because I honored that I was angry and I have every right to feel angry after somebody did me horribly wrong and it was so empowering. And I did that with a lot of guys that I was taught to. I would just be like, hey, you treat like a piece of shit. Go fuck yourself. I hate you. <laughs> and... Those are the moments that I felt deeply empowered because it was a deeply honoring space of me. I'm respecting me. I'm feeling into that anger and that's how I truly feel. I'm honoring that my truest emotions. I truly feel angry and I'm acting from that in a very deeply empowering space. Now, this doesn't mean go smash his windows and and cut his mom hair off. And, you know, and although these will all be valid things that I wish I could have (laughs) done. These have all been very valid things. Not cut his mom's hair off because his mom was actually very, very sweet. But maybe Slash is tired. <laughs> These are probably all valid things, right? But let's keep it in the law. Okay, let's keep it in the law. But um Yeah, it's okay to feel your truest emotions. And I I deeply respect this truth. And I'm so glad that I come into that truth because it brought so much clarity and for women, right, it came down to, like, a lot of women asking, like, how do you heal your, heal your relationship with your mother? And how did you heal your relationship with a lot of people? And I tell them, I could have never healed my, my relationship with my mom or anybody else if I did not feel righteously angry in that moment where I needed to feel righteously angry. If I ignored and abandoned how I truly felt in the moments of abuse, I would have never forgave my mother, right? Because the good girl, the girl who try to be good and the girl who had to be soft, and she never gets fulfilled because she's not honoring her truest self. She's not being authentic to her true self. And I tell people, if you want to really come into a space of deep healing, it's important that you truly feel how you feel in that moment. So back to my mom, it came down to healing the relationship with my mother it was very important for me to step into that dark femininity and sometimes, you know, let her know like, Hey mama, this made me angry. Like when you said this or did that, that made me really, really angry. And I'm still kind of angry about it. Like I'm still mad. I'm still hurt by this. And I had to really deeply honor that. If I didn't deeply honor that feeling of anger and, 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 abandonment and distrust and whatever that would have grew into resentment because I never took time to deeply honor that feeling when it was there and so I find that now I actually got this, this download just right now I find that a lot of people who grow into resentment The reason why they grow into resentment is because they abandon their own feelings and they cover it with something else. And then they end up remembering, wait, I'm angry about this. And I never took time to truly feel this anger. And so to come down to healing the relationship with my my mom, my dad, it was very important for me to feel how I felt in that moment and then voice it. Because I've never been a digestible person. Like, growing up, I've never been digestible. Like, I've always been a kid that spoke my mind, that was loud, rowdy. If I felt like there was something in the house that I just did not like, a rule I did not like, I would always just voice it. Like, hey, I think going to bed at eight at the age of 15 <laughs> is, is really diabolical and not the best decision. And I don't like this rule. Can we change it, please? Like, all oh, because I have four siblings, so... All of my siblings would literally be behind me, and I'll be the one talking to my mom because they were all scared. So i would be like, "Hey, mom." So we were all in our in my room talking, and we don't like how you did this. And, then, and I literally vividly remember I will always be the, the the spokesperson. Like I was always the one voicing my opinion and talking for my siblings because they were too scared to talk. And so, I. I, I fully, I fully come into this deep respect for that child that felt how she felt in that moment. <laughs> and she was angry and she didn't like something. She fully honored that emotion. But I ended up going to a school where I was really bullied a lot for always speaking my mind. I'm a very outspoken person. I would go to school. I was outspoken. And so people would bully me for my voice and bully me for my truths. And I was always ridiculed. So for a long period of time, I became this good girl and digestible, but it was until I felt my womanhood journey until I really came back to that girl who did not give a fuck. Like, if she felt like you were doing some 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 BS, she would let you know. Like, I fully hold her. I fully hold her. That girl who was raw, authentic, if she was sad, she was going to cry if she was angry, she was going to yell about how, about how angry she was. I deeply hope that girl and so many women have lost touch with that authentic, that authentic, it's it's authentic, it's real, it's raw. But these are things that the patriarchy has taken and stolen from us. And I, I think that women should not go into this cloud of being digestible and, and trying to be good and trying to be soft when, when you really feel angry or you really feel hurt or you really feel betrayed. Voice it. Voice it. Let them know how you feel if you feel like this right here this is some bs like if you have a, a abusive boyfriend and he's you no know, telling you some bullshit it's okay to be like hey listen that was some bs you just said don't say that shit ever again <laughs> like i don't know i don't want to hear that come from your mouth i don't like that let's not let's not let's not talk like that it's okay but what a do of men do. I don't want him to reject me. I don't want him to abandon me. So I just act like I agree with what he said. No, we're not doing it no more. Stop trying to be a good girl. It's not working. It's not working. The good girl never gets fulfilled. The good girl never gets never gets what she truly wants because she's not honoring are saying how she really, really feels or what she really, really wants, right? The authentic woman, the embodied woman, the woman who is fully in her expression, she's going to say what she wants. She's going to speak her mind and she's going to say what I, what I allow and what I don't allow. And she's not going to care about the labels that get attached to her, right? The labels of the black sheep or insecure. And we're going to move into the weaponization of insecure and, being too much or the trouble child the troublemaker these are labels that we have attached to women who are truly authentic and truly in their expression but authentic women who are truly in their expression and women who are fully embodied society fears them society is terrified of these women which is why they bullied us into being digestible because a woman who is fully in her power and says what she really means and speak what she really really wants they can't they hate her they are not really hate they're scared because they're like this woman can make some change this woman can can shake a table this woman she can move nations this woman is too powerful we need to make her acceptable digestible so this is where women become that and so Let's talk about the weaponization of insecure. Let's touch on that. Because a lot of women ask about what does weaponized insecure mean? And how does this affect me? Insecurities is a way. It's only a way where it shows us, right? Our insecurity shows us where we can be anchoring more love. And I learned that. And I learned that when it come down to our insecurities, our insecurities only a pinpoint, a GPS on where we can be moving love into, where love can be restored. Our insecurities let us know the parts of us that have been abandoned, the parts of us that yearns for more connection and love. So for me, my insecurity was always like, let's say, my body, So I just had this big insecurity with my body. So that only let me know when I came to this this deep space of empowerment, I realized my insecurity about my body was only letting me know that I can be connecting more to my physical body. I can be doing more sensual dances. I can be touching myself more. I can be give myself more massages is something that i'm disconnected to within my body that yearns for a connection so if i'm insecure within my body let me start doing more physical practices let me start restoring more love there through physical practices through affirmations and so the more that i did those things now i'm coming to a very deep reverence and deep love for my body because i learned that my insecurity was only a gps of where i could be coming into more love and right and it's vulnerable it's a vulnerable a vulnerable place to have these insecurities to admit your insecurities and there's a time um in ancient civilization where women were very loud outspoken where women were very you know they, they didn't they didn't mind vulnerability they were honest they were authentic they were raw but this is what the patriarchy stole from us they stole from us the ability and and the courage to be vulnerable. Because when you put when you put these weak men in our spaces, they take advantage of that. They take advantage of that vulnerability. They take advantage of that of, of a woman's rawness, her realness, her authenticity. Weak men, disembodied men, do not know how to handle a woman who is real, raw, authentic. So let's say, for example, right? Let's say he's liking, following naked IG women, and this does make you insecure, as it should. You have every right to be insecure about it. What he will do is he will exploit it, and you will be like, hey, can you please stop following and liking these IG women pictures? I don't like this. Please stop. And he will be like, oh, you're just insecure. You just have insecurities. You're just an insecure woman. What women do then, they come into this space where now they're afraid to voice their insecurities. So they become a cool girlfriend where they agree with their boyfriend on everything because they don't want to be rejected. When, the, and when in that moment, the right thing to say is, I don't give a damn. Of course, I'm insecure about that. Don't do it. <laughs> and if you really love me, you wouldn't do that. And if you really, really respect me, you would honor this insecurity, you will honor what makes me feel insecure and you will help me to anchor more love into it. And what you can do to help me anchor more love into this insecurity is to not follow naked IG women, right? Like for example, another example, me, I am very outspoken about my beliefs on porn. I do not allow porn. I do not condone the watching of porn. I think porn is a very um, toxic things in society. I think it's a harm to society. I think it's a harm to women. I do not like porn. And so a lot of women will say, you're insecure, you're insecure, you're insecure. Even guys will be like, you're insecure about that. You're insecure about that. And the truth is, yeah, I am. If I'm in a relationship with a guy and he's watching porn. Of course, I'll be insecure about that, but I don't give a damn. That's a righteous insecurity. I that that should make a woman who is deeply devoted to her man insecure. That wouldn't make any woman secure in a relationship. That's what insecurity is: not feeling secure, not feeling safe. That's not a bad thing. That just shows us where love can be anchored into. And so, I would say, hey. Don't, I don't like, I don't like you watching porn, but what a guy would do is who is weak, who is disembodied, who is manipulative and who do not really like you. He would take this vulnerability of you admitting your insecurity and he will use it for his personal gain. You're just insecure. You need to go work on yourself. You're just insecure. And so a lot of women now fear the word insecure. And a lot of women, they 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 literally shake when they hear you're insecure. When the matter of fact is, okay, and? <laughs> like, yeah, okay, I don't feel safe here. I don't feel secure here. Okay, I can work on that, whatever. Instead of, now you're becoming a cool girlfriend. Now you become a girl who rejects her own desires and her own this and that because you're afraid of being called and insecure. And... It was so deeply empowering and so deeply just a moment for me when I finally got to a space of, I will not allow my insecurities to be exploited or to be used against me. I own my insecurities, right? I own them. Yeah, I'm insecure about that. Yeah, I can be insecure about that. I own that. And by anchoring more love into this, I set boundaries, That's why we have boundaries. And I spent on my my TikTok while I talk about porn, why women shouldn't date men who watch porn. I said insecurities only shows us where we can be lying more boundaries. That's why boundaries exist (laughs) because this does not make me feel secure. So I can anchor more love into this by making a boundary here. So if someone crosses this, I'll know who really don't respect me and don't want to anchor more love into me dealing with this insecurity insecurities are not meant to be are not there to make you feel horrible as a human being or less than a woman or make you feel as if you're not a woman you're not valid as a woman right because insecurities they immediately make us feel ashamed and they immediately make us feel as if we're not valid enough and the truth is our insecurities are only there to show us where more can be restored right where you can be restoring more like for example I used to be insecure in the fact that I was not worthy like my existence was too much like I always felt like Since I was a kid, like, is my existence too much? Because I'm loud, I'm rowdy, I'm outspoken. People always have a problem with my opinions. People always attack me for my opinions. I'm just too much. And so I grew an insecurity around that. But that insecurity of me feeling like I was too much was only showing me anchor more love into that. Accept your voice. Accept who you are. You're an outspoken woman. Accept that. You're a woman who's awakened within her truth, her voice. Accept that. And the more that I anchored more love into that, the more that I started using my voice, not giving a damn about, my, about people accepting me, the more that that insecurity went away because the insecurity was only showing me and was only a GPS to where I could be anchoring more and more and more and more love also no i always in my podcast but i really want you guys to follow me if i am rambling i am so sorry my thoughts literally pour out of my head and i'll be just i'll be trying to make sense of it <laughs> so keep up okay i'm gonna tell y'all y'all better keep up with me <laughs> but yeah and so in the weaponization of insecure women vulnerability in a woman's rawness a woman's authentic uh, authenticity a woman's realness It's stolen from her. It has been taken away from her. She can't, she doesn't feel like she's safe enough to be in that space of admitting that, hey, this makes me insecure. This makes me feel unsafe. The patriarchy robbed so many women. Oh my God. It robbed us. They robbed us. And so, and and I, I get so sad and I get DMs or messages on my TikTok of women saying like this was me like I used to be a cool girlfriend and I would like to mention this like it was a girl one girl who was bisexual and she was like I was so scared of being called insecure so I would just be like I look at girls with him like we're both bisexual I'm both I'm not him not, not we're both but I'm bisexual so I look at girls with him so and so I won't be called insecure I can just join in with him I can just join the game with him and I literally almost cry when y'all send me, send me DMs and messages like that because I was once there. And that's why I don't hate women or I don't judge women or I never like get onto women that hard when it comes down to topics like this because I see myself in all of you and I see the parts of myself. Like I, I, when I see some of y'all, when I see some of y'all messages, I see my 15-year-old self. I see my 10-year-old self. I see the girl who was abandoned. I see the girl who had mother issues. I see the girl who was at school and she had to eat by herself because nobody liked her. And I feel like I, I, I be want to hug all of y'all. Y'all see me message like that because I see myself. And not only that, but we forget that we were once in that hot seat, right? And in a patriarchy and in a society that is so, so hard on women, I can't blame y'all i can't because the parts of you that is doing is doing this is a wounded part of you is a child that is lost that really does not know what they're doing a part that is saying like where do i go like where's the love like wait there's love like where do i go like it's acting in wounds because it's all that she knows you know she doesn't know where to go she's like who can anchor me into this? Which is why I hear I get comments on my TikTok or whatever. Like, I just can't feel bad for women who choose to kind of men. Because you should know. It's like, no. What? Like, no. This woman deserves love. She just don't know what she's doing. And that's okay. We were all there. <laughs> before I made this podcast. Before I, before I came to this deep embodied space. I didn't know a lot of things. Oh my God. I was the most lost person in the universe. I was lost. I used to accept abusive treatment. I used to accept BS. I used to be the BS. (laughs) I used to I used to be I I was wounded. I used to act in my wounds. I was there right with y'all. I was there. I used to be digestible. I used to be the good girl. I used to be the girl that used to be like, oh, like, I love him. And yes, he cheated on me. And yes, he cheated on me with 50 other women. Yes, he did this. And yes, he did that. And yes, he abused me. Yes, he exploited me. Yes, he sent my porn video around the school. But guess what? I love him. And I'm a good woman. So I always will forgive him. I used to be just like that. Just like that. I wish somebody sat me down and told me to bring this point back back home. I wish somebody taught me it's okay to honor how you feel. If you feel angry, if you feel disgusted, if you feel sad, it's okay to honor that feeling in that moment of you how you feel it. Right? It's okay to honor it. And I find myself in these very loving and happy spaces and joyful spaces when I feel how I feel. Like right, like it was today. And it, I was overcome with just sadness. Like I don't know what it was, but I just I I got really really sad today. And instead of me shaming that emotion, I I look, I looked at my window. I just I just stared at the sky, and I sat down with that emotion. And I was just telling myself, it's okay. Let's feel this. Let's feel into this. Let's let's be right here. Let's 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 unpack this. Let's be. <laughs> i i'm sorry but every time i say at least unpack this i feel like i feel like a therapist (laughs) but I, i tell myself like let's be right here like yeah you feel sad okay okay that's okay yeah let's cry let's cry this out let's journal and it's such an empowering place and then when i finally release that sadness it's also in a very deep honoring way i feel good when i release it because i felt that sadness so now released it now there's nothing there inside of me that's sad because i fully felt everything i fully felt it so just like anger for somebody or towards something you can feel that and the the moment that you come into like a space of forgiveness it should sound like this it should sound like okay i felt this anger i felt this rage i'm ready to let go now i felt it i i've done the work i'm here Now, the next point, there's nothing left. There's no anger left. There's no sadness left. The next point is forgiveness. I forgive you now. But I could only come to that space if I felt this righteous anger, this godly anger. People forget that even God and Jesus himself got angry. (laughs) People forget that. Jesus also got angry. Jesus also felt anger and sadness. Jesus also felt that. And he allowed himself to feel it you should do the same. I, I feel like you done me so wrong. That was not right. And you need to take account. You need need to, you need take accountability for what you did to me. That was not right. And when I forgive you, I'm not coming to this space it will be in a time where I'm really ready. I felt it all. And now I have nothing left inside of me except just a enormous amount of just forgiveness. But I can only come into that space if I feel this space. You can only honor a, a certain state in your life if you honor the past states of your life, right? Before I came into an embodied space in my life, I had to honor each and every single each and the other states of my life where I wasn't embodied, where I was very wounded. I had to honor the parts of me that that acted out of wounds and acted out of this, this, this space of just not knowing. I had to honor that. To honor this space where I'm joyful, where I am able to teach women. You have to honor your emotions. You have to honor everything that you feel and feel into it process and slowly slowly process how you feel it is okay to feel angry over something i'm not repeating myself but i really want this to get into y'all's head you are allowed to feel the way you feel and do not allow society to condition you into being a good girl digestible being this girl who i just want i, I always love and love and light and this and that no stop being a good girl when your true emotions are telling you otherwise do not condition yourself to being being digestible i think black girls can really um hear that and i was on tiktok and i want to talk about my social medias period and i'll always see how the black women who are very outspoken and myself right the black women who were outspoken who did not give a damn about you know who got mad and who got triggered women who like aaliyah's interlude i hope i'm saying her name right aaliyah's interlude like her fashion is very loud and is beautiful and is 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 creative and like, chloe bailey or megan a stallion for example right these women are very loud and it's their sexuality they don't give a damn about who is hurting about who is affecting if you if you mad that i'm that i'm doing this girl i don't care this is my sexuality this is what i'm this 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 is who i am they don't care they're they're unapologetic they're authentic they're real they're raw but these black women who are like this right we are constantly trying to we're constantly being molded into being digestible or at least society tries to mold us into being digestible if you're too loud as a black woman lower your voice if you're too sexual as a black woman right cover up more or, you know keep it to yourself if you dress more boldly and more creatively and your style is weird and so I will always just see myself as a Black woman, right? And I think a lot of Black women who are listening to this podcast can relate. As a Black woman, my experiences have been always surrounded around being digestible. Like, um, if I'm too loud, lawyer your voice. You're too loud. You're too outspoken. You're too this. And it wasn't until this year, actually last year, but mostly this year, where I really sat down myself and said, I will no longer allow this society people to make me feel as if I am too much I'm not doing enough in my opinion I need to do more (laughs) I'm not too much and if I am too much oh oh freaking well and it's about saying that and a lot of what I'm teaching you guys and this truth this podcast episode is not digestible it's 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 not going to be accepted by everybody right you someone's calling you insecure and you saying i don't give a damn that may upset a lot of people but the true dark feminine the true dark feminine she makes people uncomfortable she makes people uncomfortable the true dark feminine does not care she wants righteous restored she wants the power restored the dark feminine reminds of of an old ancient time This is ancient wisdom. The dark feminine reminds us of a time where we had our power and she is begging us and she, not even begging, she's almost forcing us (laughs) to go back to that time where women were fully in power. The dark feminine is a woman who is real, and she re- and she rebels right she rebels not out of a state of exhaustion or she's fighting and she's tired and she's wasting her time and she's oppressed no the dark feminine rebels because she knows that she is that she is worthy of a life of joy she's worthy of a life of love and abundance and prosperity excuse me her rebellion Gives her permission to live that life. Her rebellion gives every other woman around her permission to live that life. Her rebellion reminds us that we are allowed to live a good, sacred, divine, holy life. Her rebellion is not for nothing, her rebellion is for the world. Her rebellion is to restore what was lost. Her anger restores what is lost. Her sadness, her grief, her pain, her suffering restores what is lost. Her honesty, her vulnerability restores what is lost. Her telling that fuckboy who sent news around the school, to, her telling her, that football that sent news around the school to go fuck himself and that he's a horrible human being who deserves to die and go to hell. <laughs> that restores righteousness. That's not her being an evil person. That's her being righteously angry as she should. That dark feminine telling that husband who's cheating on his wife every night. That he's a terrible human being who is the cousin of the devil. is not her being bitter. No, she's being righteously angry as she should be. The dark feminine is a woman who's not, who, who does not give a damn about a guy obsessing over her. She doesn't care. You do you, you, that's the last thing on the dark feminine's mind the dark feminine was on her mind her main objective is i'm trying to restore what was lost for women i am here to empower and awaken women i don't care about that boy i don't care about seducing no i, I don't care and until women understand that you are allowed to feel how you feel and that you don't have to be rushed into being soft that you do not have to be conditioned into softness that you don't know how to be um squeezed into this mode of acceptal, acceptability and 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 good girl and being digestible you don't have to be molded into that you can feel those heavy emotions and you are allowed to take up space you are allowed to be a heavy person you're allowed that you are allowed that you are allowed that and for women who are abused they need to hear that Stop telling women who've been through abusive situations to forgive and be so quick to forgive and turn the other cheek. Stop telling them that. Their power, their their source of empowerment may may come from telling that guy, telling that person, telling that thing to fuck off. That may be their source of empowerment. That may be what gives them so much power and so much love in that moment. That is their light. (laughs) that is their light but the more the more that we teach women oh be soft and be this and be ladylike right that's what we hear in the south all the time be ladylike cover up tone it down stop telling me to do that when i'm reading this book and it's called madeline mysteries i hope i'm saying i'm saying her name yeah madeline mysteries and even in the book, it talks about how the, most of the goddesses were wild, erotic. They were women who were not just soft and cuddly and sensual. No, they had their wild side. They were also wild. They were also erotic. And so when came in their came between their nation and tried to take power, they would fight back. A true woman, a woman deeply in her power, she knows when to fight back. And she knows when to back off and she knows when to be soft. But you have to earn these things from her. You have to earn her softness. A, a, a Those goddesses, right I will just mention to you, these goddesses, they knew when to fight. They knew when to say, you don't belong here. You're wrong. Go to hell. <laughs> they knew when to say those things. They knew that in that moment, it's okay for me to feel how I feel, which is angry towards you because you're trying to take my power. You're trying to take all of our power. So I feel angry at you. Leave. You're not allowed here. You're not allowed in this space. You're not allowed in my space. You're not allowed in this space. You're not allowed in her space. You're not allowed here. And the more that women say, hey, you're not allowed here. You're not allowed here. We are, the more that women say that, the more that we will initiate ourselves into this great wisdom because that's what it is. It's it's initiation to great wisdom. When you can say that, when you can say that, that woman who divorces her abusive husband is saying, you're not allowed here. You're not allowed here. No, and I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not going to apologize. This is my authentic self. You are a bad abusive husband. And for that, you are no longer allowed in my space. Righteous anger is a beautiful thing righteous anger is is powerful you are allowed to feel that way and when you choose to forgive let it be on your time let it be in a, in a space where you feel like this is right i let go i felt the anger i felt the sadness now it's time for my next chapter which is forgiveness my celibate journey that i in right now is a space where i i feel righteous anger towards a lot of people not a lot of people but just some people but it's beautiful I dedicate certain rituals to that where I'm fully feeling into it and then when I'm done I'm like okay all right I feel ready to forgive like now okay now I feel I can forgive them now I can come and take a deep breath and let this go but I couldn't do that if I didn't feel how I felt before which was righteously angry I'm repeating myself, I know, but I really want you guys to understand that, okay? You are allowed. You are allowed. You are allowed. I think I'm going to end it here. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. I know today's episode probably a little heavy. <laughs> I just feel so passionate about this, and just, I kind of, it's, it, this podcast episode like a a releasing ritual for me like I release so much and I really just want you women to know that and I hope that this episode really helped brought deep clarity I love you guys so much thank you for tuning in leave your review on my Spotify or Apple whatever platform that you're on leave your reviews thank y'all so so much for being here in this space I love you all see you in the next podcast episode